0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits.
0: A dog lover who threw herself onto a Rottweiler to help her pet escape from its jaws has appealed to owners to keep their pooches under control. Ruth McCabe, her poor little Yorkshire terrier Bob, uh, was with her and unfortunately became the victim of this Rottweiler. And she joins me on the line. Ruth, good afternoon to you. Hi there. Uh, Ruth, how's Bob? First of all, he's
1: doing well. He's yeah. getting there.
0: Okay, yeah. and he's a little Yorkshire Terrier, which are tiny little things, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. so what what happened? You you went for a, a kind of walk along the riverbank.
1: Yeah, walking along as we usually do, yeah. on a regular basis. And was Bob um, on
0: his lead, or did did you have him off? No, of lead? no,
1: down by the river, I let him off by his lead. Okay. Didn't he? You know, that's the Yeah, because he's a harmless
0: thing. little thing anyway, you know. Yeah, he
1: doesn't usually bother any dogs or anyone. He just goes about his business.
0: Yeah.
1: And we were walking and he was just in front of me. A um, load of teenagers on the side drinking. Didn't see any dog at all. Bob was in front of me. We just got past them and from nowhere this Rottweiler appears. Straight over to Bob. Nothing was happening, they were just sniffing each other and Bob was getting a bit agitated because he thought the dog was coming by me and all of a sudden, a ball got kicked in by the teenagers and before I knew it, mayhem.
0: So the ball basically startled the dogs, probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, um, the Rottweiler being ten times the size of poor little Bob, Bob yeah. didn't stand a chance.
1: There was no, there was no, the dog didn't even react, he just turned. He didn't give any signal, no sign, he just turned. Mm. And before I knew it, I just jumped. I just jumped to try and grab my dog out of his mouth.
0: So the dog was in his mouth at this stage?
1: Yeah, I was holding on to Bob and I was on my knees being dragged. But Bob got loose from my fingers, my grasp. And the dog swung round with Bob in his mouth. And I don't know how Bob got released and he just run straight off. But I seen his back was quite torn oh, off God. him.
0: It's lucky he didn't get you as well, Ruth, by the way. You know, well, because, you know what I
1: mean? I just went into shock myself, you know. No one helped. The teenagers didn't help.
0: And what was their reaction when you say they didn't help? What was that? Did they even seem concerned about it, or did no, they? No, no, they
1: didn't seem bothered at all.
0: Right. It, okay. You know. Okay. Um, and that was
1: it. it so just, I
0: assume one of the teenagers owned the Rottweiler.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and did they, the teenager
0: that owned them, they didn't even call the dog off or kind of react in any shape. No, or form. No. No.
1: No. Um, it was. It was. It happened so quick. It was so horrific and traumatic. I just wanted to go and get my dog, but I couldn't. I couldn't move. I nearly actually took a heart attack. My friend was with me, so he went. Um, We did find Bob a while later, but I did go back down to try and find the teenagers. Um, Couldn't find them, and then it was obviously put on the trim discussion, and that's how we made contact with the owner.
0: Okay, so Bob then obviously you had to bring Bob to the vet. And Yeah. It, was, he, I, uh, was, he, was there many puncture wounds in his body um, or was he
1: I didn't find him, it was my son's friends who okay. found them. My niece brought him to the vet. The vet was about to leave. Luckily she um the brilliant down there at Paul's a while. She took him in and he was very lucky. There's two puncture wounds in his stomach. He's had numerous amounts of stitches. He's had a draining tube in him. Um, the dog spent most of his time under my bed now. Okay. He, you know he's, he's probably and,
0: traumatized, apart from anything else.
1: Yeah, and it's itching him, and he's—it's driving him mad. He's just running round as well, trying to because he's got a cone on his head.
0: Yeah, yeah, Victorian and collar. Yeah, yeah. I
1: can't get no sleep with him. You know, I just keep reliving it. And I don't want to think. I
0: think for you, this was a very traumatic experience as well, because obviously you had to deal with it, yeah.
1: At the time, I didn't think. I just wanted to save my dog. It'd be like, he's like one of my children. He's nearly 10 years old. And I just thought, it was just a reaction. But now, I'm reliving it as if, oh my God, what if the dog got me?
0: Well see the law clearly states that a Rottweiler who's on the dangerous the list of dangerous breeds should have a lead and should have a muzzle. Yeah, uh, that's the law. But unfortunately yes. the law is not really implemented. I don't even I don't think I've ever seen a dog warden to be honest with you. So I the law is just not imposed on anybody or nobody no. seems to get a no, fine I, for it.
1: I have reported it to the dog wardens. Okay. Um I don't know I think they just go out and give them a warning. But, you know, that dog shouldn't have, the, the heat, it was so hot that day, the dog shouldn't have even been out down by the river with them.
0: So that could have been a mother with her little baby, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, now if I'd seen that dog as when I was walking up, I and I would have grabbed my dog and picked him up. That I would have done straight away. Yeah. But they seen us coming. Why didn't they grab the dog at least?
0: But they just didn't seem to care, did they?
1: just
2: so sad it really, uh, well just it really the, the rules is. are
0: by the way for people listening the dog should be wearing a muzzle, the dog on a strong lead no more than two metres long ironic by the way about social distancing uh, mm-hmm. no more than two metres long and the dog is led by a person over the age of 16 capable of controlling the dog they're the rules if you have any of the kind of ten dogs that are on the, do- uh, the controlled dogs uh, which is yeah. under the control of dogs regulations 1998 um, so they're the rules but nobody seems to abide by the rules no no I and I
1: just want to highlight it, just to make people aware, because at the end of the day, it could be one of yours, it could be somebody else's, and if I don't say something, and anything did happen, I'd never forgive myself.
0: Yeah, I mean the fines at uh, the moment—I don't know—I don't know if anyone's ever got a fine or what they are, but I, uh, there should, I suppose, be heavier fines for imposed should. on people like who just ignore these rules.
1: Uh, animals are animals, and you know that. But it should if it was a a child they'd do something so you know
0: yeah so and you're not sleeping yourself now so you had a hard time out of all this no I
1: haven't had much sleep because the dog likes to be around me all the time yeah so he's just annoying with the cone on his head and Of course, traumatized the poor little
0: fella. Ah, he'll be okay, and hopefully you'll be okay too, and you'll get through this eventually. But look, it it was a close call; it could have been a lot worse. It was. It
1: certainly was.
0: Well, look, Ruth. I'm glad to see you're okay, and hopefully Bob will survive um, this little traumatic experience in his life. And I suppose that the warning for everybody is to keep your dog, particularly if your dog is on the uh, restricted breeds list, to keep a lead on them and keep a muzzle on them. Listen, Ruth. Thank you very much indeed. Appreciate it. Well, look, there's no need for something like this to happen to somebody like Ruth. And this is about the third or fourth time in the last year that we've had somebody on tell a story like that. Uh, The last person was, um, if I remember the girl, um, the, the dog ran into her house, out her back garden and attacked and killed her dog. And that was a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Now, to remind you again, American Pit Bulls, Bull Mastiff, Stoberman Pincers, English Bull Terrier, German Shepherd, Japanese Akita, Japanese Tussa, Rhodesian Ridgeback, Rottweiler, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, or any cross of any of these dogs. By law, you must not have them in a public place unless they wear a lead, unless they have a muzzle, and unless the dog is with a person over the age of 16 who's capable of controlling and holding the dog. But I don't see that on a regular basis. I see staffies going around with no muzzle on them. I see Rottweilers going around with no muzzle on them. I see, you know, bull mass and other dogs, bull terriers, all going around with no muzzles on them, and then bringing them out to the park and letting them off for a little run. These are dangerous dogs. If that I mean, okay, Bob is a little terrier, but it could have been a child. It's bad enough that it was Bob, the dog. But it could have been a child. So do we need to increase the fines? I think we do. I think we've got to get serious about this because somebody will be killed. We've already had, I think, as far as I know, two deaths in this country in the last 10 years by dogs. Thankfully, we haven't got to the stage where it's like in the UK or in America, Uh, where you're seeing a multitude of deaths on a regular basis, usually by the same breeds of dogs, by the way. So is it time we started getting serious when it comes to dogs who are on that list, which are clearly responsible for more fatalities, for all you people are going to, Noel, it's not the breed, it's the deed, or not the (laughs) deed, whatever you're going to say that the catchphrase is. And blaming the owners. You're right. It is the owner's fault we're not controlling their dogs. But at the end of the day, statistically, statistically, the dogs on that list are on that list for a reason. That they're powerful dogs and they are worldwide responsible for more deaths than any other breed. Particularly, by the way, when we're talking about pit bull breeds. Pit bull breeds are responsible for more deaths than every other breed put together. So it's time we got serious when we talk about muzzles and we talk about leads and we talk about it in a public place. Should we increase the fine? €2,000 Euro. if you're caught with your dog in a public place and it doesn't have a lead and a muzzle on it and it's on that list. If you want to bring a dog out, let it run around like a loony in the park. Buy a dog that's not on the list and you can do what you want. If you buy one of these dogs, the control of dog regulations, 1998 restricts what you can do. That's the law. Get over it. So, do you agree with it? Or maybe you're one of these people who go, well, hold on, Noel. You know, I have a Japanese Akita or I have a pincer. He's the salt of the earth. He wouldn't touch anybody. I want to let him off the lead for 10 minutes just to run around and be free. Or he doesn't like the muzzle. It's uncomfortable and it's cruel to him. Tough. But maybe you're one of those people who believes that. Let me know. The number is 087-188-008. Should have your fines be imposed on owners of do- dangerous dog breeds who don't adhere to the rules. Yes, I'm going to suggest a fine of €2,000. Should we fine them €2,000 if they're caught? Let's take it serious. The number is 087 188 0008. People are giving out to me now saying, Niall, it's all about the breeding of the dog. I don't care what you say. When you look at the dogs on this list, they are big dogs, they have powerful jaws. And yes, all dogs are likely to bite. All dogs are unpredictable and likely to attack And I don't want to keep sort of repeating this, but these dogs clearly were put on the list because these dogs, statistically, according to the best statistics we have around the world, not just here in Ireland, are more likely to take somebody's life or do serious damage to somebody. Now on the line is Jane. Jane, good afternoon to you. Hi, Uh Jane... Um, firstly, uh, my condolences on the loss of your brother. A lot of stories get missed of course because of COVID-19. And back in March, uh, I'm looking at a story here from the Irish Times about your brother Glenn. He was 7 years of age and he, he was, was. A, he was attacked by a Rottweiler. Um. Two. And by two Rottweilers, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Firstly, tell us what sort of chap he was, 7 years of age. He was probably the life and soul of the party. He was probably Oh, he
3: was amazing. Yeah, he was just he was just a happy, go-lucky little lad, and he adored the dogs. Like, the dogs were our pets and we, we reared them as puppies. We got them in from a few weeks old. Like, we were... He was feeding them. He, they were always in the house. We were always bringing them on walks. He was bringing the dogs on walks with me, with the leads. Uh, unfortunately, we never put muzzles on them because I was such an advocate for, you know, dogs don't need to be on muzzles. I was just so ignorant to say, You know, dogs should never be on muzzles, and he loved the dogs.
0: You thought you knew your own dogs, as most people do. We did, yeah.
3: Still to this day, I can't get my head around it, because the day before, I had one of the dogs, Jackson, um, in a headlock, and I was feeding him cheese, and I was on the ground with him, and Glenn was with me, and there was no indication that there was any aggression in the dog at all.
0: And how old were the dogs at this stage?
3: The dogs weren't even fully grown. They were Jackson was about a year and a half, and Bear was about a year,
0: but they still would be. I mean, Rottweilers are big dogs. So they, yeah, they still yeah. would have been three or four foot high, you know, and, and then they would have been quite powerful dogs and quite strong dogs.
3: Yeah, so, but you wouldn't—you wouldn't have thought that. They—they they, well, I—I I didn't think that they were in any danger at all. Mm-hmm. But they were—they were big dogs. Yeah, they, like if they jumped on me, they'd be, you know,
0: paws yeah. up at my shoulders type. So, so what happened on this particular Sunday on that that particular day? What what, what happened?
3: So it was Mother's Day, and I wasn't there. Now, thank God, but. Glenn was out in the garden, as he usually was, playing. Uh, We have a big garden, and he was on his bike and, you know, playing around. Unprovoked, he was miles away from the dogs, because we have a big, it's it's a big land, you know. The dogs went and attacked Glenn for no reason at all.
0: So there was nothing in particular... Well, did anybody see it happening? Who saw it happening, actually?
3: No, no one's seen it happening, because you you wouldn't have thought it, it would happen. You know, we... We trusted the dogs and as stupid
0: as it sounds, you know, you it was glanced It doesn't sound stupid. So stup- no, it doesn't yeah. sound stupid, Jane, because I hear people saying that all the time and I see people putting pictures up of their little babies lying across a staffy or lying across a Rottweiler and I go, yeah. they trust their dogs but at a moment's notice the dog can change. They're unpredictable. So the dog, yeah. the, he's on his little bike and the dogs just suddenly decided they went from. him. They
3: just went from yeah. And they, they attacked him and, Whatever way they attacked him, um, he, he obviously lost a lot of blood and we, the, all this ambulance came and his dad was keeping him uh, alive. I don't know how much detail I can go into it because okay. in case they hear it, and I, I, that, you know, they haven't spoken about it. So, okay. um, but, you know, his dad was there and he fought it now and then he was brought to our lady's hospital and then trans- uh, he was brought to Tallah Hospital and then transferred to our ladies where yeah. we've seen him. And um, they uh, just said, you know, his organs were failing and stuff and it just wasn't looking good. So he passed I away. Just, still to this day, I, I can't comprehend how, like, what happened or, you know, we weren't even allowed to see him because of the injuries. Like, it was just, I, I was in with him and I've seen his, his little body, but he was covered in. Yeah, and it was just, uh, I just, you know, I'm just, you I need to stress, this, never forget it. But yeah. it's just a stress to people, you know. I've been on, um, you know, certain pages, and people are saying it's not about, the, it's not about the dog breed, it's about the owners. It's not about the owners because I was, the dogs were perfectly reared and there was no, they were given the best of food. There was never any maltreatment to the dog, dogs ever.
0: And they were the perfect pets up once that point. Perfect, yeah, yeah, like,
3: oh my God, babies, I would say. And
0: and you could have a bit of rough and tumble with them and you could throw yeah. them around and, and and there was just, there was never that thought, never entered your head that this dog could suddenly never. turn. But I suppose, I got, I it's like any other little dog. I mean, I, I know, look, sir, sure, I have a little Maltese, like it's like a cotton bud with four legs on it, right? But in saying that, you know, I, I trust it impeccably, but the odd time it is, you know, if it gets a bit spooked or if you grab it the wrong way, it'll suddenly go. But yeah. thankfully, it's only a small dog. Worst case scenario, it'll bite you. you will end up with a stitch on your hand. But when you're Definitely. dealing with a dog that's powerful, unfortunately, you know, if if they do attack, you know, in a lot of cases, particularly with young children, it's game over. Yeah. Uh, and that's really the bottom line with a lot of these dogs. These larger dogs are powerful dogs. Yeah. And what is it about people, you know, because you've obviously talked online about it and, you, and you, you've shared your views online in relation to it. What is it about people that they're so attached to their dogs that they never believe it's going to happen to them, just as you never believed it was going to happen to your family?
3: Yeah, I think you just you put trust in the animal when you rear them yourself and, you know, you know their love and you never think they're going to attack that way. Like, I remember I was in the Blessington Lakes with the dogs and I had them off the lead, two Rottweilers no muzzles, and a woman came up to me, and she had a small dog. Now, the dogs didn't go near the dog, and she was kind of, you know... At the stage, they were puppies still, and um, she was like, you need to have the dogs on muzzles, and I kind of... You know, I I was kind of going, Mrs., I know my dogs. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you're saying. I've reared them. They'd never attack anybody. Glenn was with me at the time, you know, and I was fuming that she had said this to me. Like, I, I was really, really... And only yeah, now. the cheek of her, like the cheek of her yeah. telling me
0: what I should do with my dogs, yeah.
3: Well, now if I could find a woman, I don't know what she's been through. You know, she yeah. could have been attacked by a dog. And only now I'm thinking people really need to. And I know people will probably say, and you probably get a backlash of this going, she didn't rear the dogs properly. I can only stress that the dogs were weird as you'd want to be weird yourself. Like people were messing with us saying, Jesus, dogs are well looked after than, than we are. You know, they're well yeah. fed more than we are. We'd go out and buy cook chickens for them and there was never and you know they were proper we bought them from proper breeders and stuff so there wasn't any
0: it, it's just so habit, you know, well, well let me see all dogs I mean they say that a collie is the most likely dog to bite you by the way statistically right uh, but all dogs are unpredictable the, the nicest dog in the world is unpredictable like maybe a little baby pulls their tail or pulls their ear by accident or something like that and most dogs would be fine they just walk away or just you know, whatever but they can be unpredictable and they might just bite or they might just attack and I don't know what happened that particular day. Well, Glenn
3: uh, but wasn't near them. That's what he I'm wasn't. saying. You'll never, know, yeah. you'll
0: never know what happened that day. The dogs, it could be the colour of the bike. It could be the movement or the sound the bike made. You just don't know what it is that would make a dog react like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just so happened that that was the day they decided, well, the dogs obviously got spooked by something. Something changed in their psyche. And, and because dogs, of course, operate in a pack once one attacks, the other one would probably do likewise. Um yeah. they, the two dogs, of course, they've been put to sleep. Um uh they've been they were taken away, obviously, at the time. Um yeah. I, I know Sean Crow as well commented from Sinn Fein at the time on, on he said obviously the people of the area were horrified and appalled at what happened and it's a wake up call for anybody who has dogs, you know, that are in any way dangerous or you consider to be dangerous. But do you think do you think people really take it seriously? When you see and I've always I get condemned constantly for saying I would never have, say, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier as a family pet if I had young children or a Rottweiler for that matter or any of those dogs that I would consider to be dangerous. Um, would you recommend to people ever to get a dog? Well, now, obviously now, you probably wouldn't. That-
3: now, no. Now I'm actually, and I would be the most dog lover person in the world. I, You know, I'd nearly prefer dogs than than people. And now I, I just don't feel the same way, obviously because of what happened. But like a month after it happened... And um, my auntie was, um, had uh, the blind dogs, you know, the, yeah. she was, it was kind of on a week's holiday, the, the woman that had the blind dog, it, it was in training. And we were out on a walk in the Memorial Gardens and a dog, like a mastiff, no muzzle, got out of his collar, came up, jumped on top of Adeline, the little um, blind dog that was in training and nearly attacked Adeline just literally a month after. And the post-traumatic stress over the whole thing, it was. Traumatizing, and now the owner was, you know, he was very like apologetic and stuff. But I, I kind of went, my auntie went off on a tangent and was saying, "This is what happens to her little brother, blah blah blah." Yeah. And I think even him, though, he, I don't think he understood. He I don't think people do Unto- no, until it still, happens to them. Until it happens yeah, to them, they don't. And understand. I'm telling you, if it happens to them, they're guilty will feel because you're feeding your your brother's killers. You know, what I mean it's. Mm. The, the pure guilt you'll feel if it ever happens yeah. to someone in your family regardless if it's a boy is worse than it was if it's a mall and the person dies you know well, you, could
0: just, be, you could be left without a limb for the rest of your life or, or anything like that I mean yeah. and there are some obviously breeds that are responsible for more damage than others obviously because of their, their strength and the size of them and obviously you know obviously Dobermans are up there and Staffordshire Bull Terriers are up there Rottweilers are up there those kind of dogs that are quite powerful dogs. It doesn't mean that those dogs are more likely to attack. It just means when they do attack, unfortunately, they can do an awful lot more damage. And sadly yeah. for Glenn, um, his life was lost. And I'm really, really sorry, Jane, to hear that. I mean, he must be very sadly missed, I'm sure. Yeah, big time. It's just
3: my, my parents are just... They just can't cope with it, you know? No yeah. one can not I, can, un- I can
0: understand. I can imagine what it must be like for them to lose their son and for you to lose your, your brother as well. I mean, it must have been awful. Absolutely. I think
3: awful. there should be a law passed though, with muzzles on dogs there should be something and I, I would have been disagreeing with it before this happened three months ago but now I think there should be a law passed and people are going to disagree with it but if until it happens they'll agree
0: well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the air because I think listening to you and your story and sadly the story of Glenn, who unfortunately will never come back to us, I think people may take it a little bit more seriously. Maybe now if you have a dog at home that you consider to be, I suppose, one of those dogs on the dangerous list, those dogs that are more powerful, particularly that you will have a bit more responsibility with them and never, ever leave a dog uh, with a child alone. That's. Never. I mean, people do it all the time. We do. We just do it naturally. We just think, ah, should it should be grand. You know, the, the dog is fine. I know the dog and we trust our dogs, but we should never trust a dog. We can't, unfortunately. Exactly, Jane, once again, thank you for coming on the air. I think a thank lot of you. people listening listen to your story will maybe think twice about maybe their opinion on the matter. And I appreciate you. And once again, condolences to you and your family on the loss of your brother and their son, uh, Glenn. And we're all thinking of him, all right? Thanks, Mark. Uh, right. Bye-bye now. All right, see you, Jane. Bye. Andy, will you listen to Jane before the break? I'm sorry, now, I
4: actually only caught the very tail end of that, that, that story. Well, but just that so she lost her
0: brother. That's right. And and the dogs, she raised them from young. She would, like everybody else, turn around and said, You're not going to tell me what, what I can do with my dogs. I trust my dogs. My dogs are perfect. She said, he, Only the day before, she was rolling around the ground, had them in a headlock, messing with them. They were perfect. And then the, the little chap is on his bicycle out the back garden. The two dogs attacked him. And sadly, he's not with us anymore.
4: Yeah, and I, I didn't what age was the child when he was seven
0: eight. seven years of age
4: yeah see that's that is the point you know that it's too young to they they are little children at that age, little children and i, and I sort of, let's say i define children as being little and older and when they're little you shouldn't you know it, it's it's risk management now everything in, as we often talk about is is about risk you know all dogs have the ability to bite very simple.
0: But, thing, but I know you think they're predictable, but I believe all dogs are unpredictable.
4: I, well, I, I believe, I say they're predictable based on if you know the dog's temperament. And you but she, knew, she knew
0: the dog's temperament. They knew the dog's temperament. They trusted their dogs. Like, I, I see pictures of people all the time putting their babies in with Rottweilers and putting their babies in with Staffies and the baby asleep <laughs> on top of the staffy and, 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 oh yeah, it's lovely. I have
4: pictures of my children asleep with me Staffy. I know, you know but
0: what, but what I'm saying, Andy, is it only takes something. But
4: not not when the babies and and the the thing about dogs, I think all sort of everybody knows is that dogs, when they sort of have something smaller than them, than feel threatened by, it, are very easily attacked. That's why terriers go for little babies when they're walking, crawling around. I mean, it's an absolute recipe for disaster to have sort of crawling children around dogs. And seven is still. Pretty, pretty young yeah it's a old.
0: child I mean the first we caller we, call we had on today had a Yorkshire Terrier Rottweiler came over was sniffing at us in the park and then a, a kid kicked a ball so obviously the ball startled the dog the first thing the dog did was grab the Yorkshire Terrier and bit us. you know what I mean and took it up in its mouth and, well, and, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, and as, as we happens. say what kind
4: there's, there's a whole thing about you know I've, I've, I've as I said to you plenty of times I'm a staff you know I'm a retriever and they're both rescue dogs and both of them have bitten, one bit me and one bit me son, you know, uh, over over the course of, let's say, having them. And they, once one, the time that my son got bit, it's because he blew in the dog's ear when the dog was lying down. And the dog basically reacted to, you know, a dog's hearing, is hypersensitive. Yeah, And that's what uh, kids do, kids do I- silly things, yeah. And and I was in the room when it happened, and and it was a horrific sort of you know, and it was just one bite. You know, it, it was, he ended up sort of getting plastic surgery, and everything sort of turned out pretty okay. But it was it was a traumatic experience, and and I was left in this massive dilemma what to do, you know, and and I, I saw many sort of dog, let's say, called dog dog trainers, um, and to, to make a decision, it was either put him down, rehome him, or, or keep him, and we sort of went for the final one of keeping him, but there had to be, sort of, let's say, a new regime, and we needed to understand a bit more about dogs than we were doing in terms of, sort of how the dog behaves in the pack, because the dog, when it comes into the family, becomes part of the pack, and you know, dogs, when they get too high up the pack, can be sort of rather And, that, and that's well
0: and good, Annie, and I, I completely agree with everything you're saying, and you know, I have a little uh, cotton bud with four legs on it, and I'm yeah, chewed off by one of those yeah, but it's unlikely it's ever going to kill me. Uh, and it's unlikely it's ever going to kill a child because it's not, you know, powerful enough to do that. But it, but it, I could leave them with a few stitches, mind you. Uh, yeah. But it's, but in saying that, you know, if I have a Rottweiler or if I have, you know, a German Shepherd or if I have... Yeah, it's unlikely. Know, it's it's but likely to do more damage if anything happened. But do, do me a favour, Andy, just stay there for a second because I want to go to Pat as well oh. before the break. Pat, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Pat? Hell yeah, um, I have no yeah. problem, I, by the way, can I just point out, I have no problem with people who own Staffies, their own German Shepherds, their own Rottweilers, I mean, they're the dogs they like, and that's fine, I don't have an issue with the dogs, it's, it's yeah, how I we think act the around problem. them.
2: Yeah, see, they the problem, a lot of people know, and look, at we've, we've had dogs ourselves, we've had a staff, um, eight years on now, have to go, from the time we're going to put down people are still asking about them, they all love them, you know, uh, we have one of those cotton goods now as well, a little big on you know, miniature.
0: Right,
2: okay. Uh There's a nine-week-old there's new baby in the house, and I would not even dream of leaving her alone with two seconds with the baby. Even though, you know, there's no way... You know, dogs can't do these things on their own, in terms of, you know, they don't manufacture the situations. There are no situations where these things can happen. People aren't responsible. They don't treat dogs... These dogs is what they are. Will we we, 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 the we become complacent, time.
0: don't we, Pat? We just yeah, we, yeah. You can
2: because a dog. if you, you love the dog. It's great. And I come in the same. You said I love the dogs, most breed of dogs. Some of them. It's just dogs I don't trust in terms of the damage they can do. And if you don't breed them yourself, and, you know you're not familiar with the dog and the way it behaves. And it can be dangerous. And people they don't appreciate that. A lot of people don't appreciate that they own them. They think oh, he's great. Elfie that was great. I love your dog. Never done that. And, as a fellow once said to me, you know, I'll never forget it, we had the staff and he was walking him and he was looking, he said, a beautiful dog, he said, you know. I said, you probably want to. He said, no, no, I won't bother. He says, you know, he says, Look, he's never done that in the head. He said, I heard that before. He says, he's never done that before. <laughs> and that's the expression, he's never done that before. Yeah. But, you know, and they can do what dogs are So they right. are very unpredictable, right. no matter how well yeah. you train a dog. Those two Rottweilers you know, they're just not are very, very sad story. And, it so easily happened in terms of two young dogs, two young men, you know, and probably playing with that child, you know, probably running alongside the bike, probably you fell off the bike on top of them, and they were playing. One of them would have bitten the child, and the child panicked then or whatever, and then all of a sudden the turns, you know,
0: they turn into a pack. The dogs yeah, it's
2: going into a frenzy, and it's not even that they want to hurt the child; It's it can be just as much playful as anything else. And that's a problem with, with bull as well. It's if they do grab a hold of something and whatever and you try to get them away they can actually get more vicious they get more energized by the pain reliever in them
0: and Andy just out of curiosity Andy when you're walking with your dog in the park um, your your uh, staffie mm-hmm. do you have it muzzled?
4: Nope I've, uh, when I walk in the park I quite often have one dog on the lead and one dog off the lead and would um, you let the
0: staffie off the lead?
4: once there's nobody in about a 100 metre
2: radius yeah no, I used to bring my dog, the staff, I used to bring him down to the park, and there was nobody around, I let him have a little run, and I was him in the distance, yeah. I'd call him back. Now, yeah. the problem was, he got to a stage where I'd call him back, and instead of coming straight back to me, he'd go looking for who was coming, because he, he knew. He knew the reason Chancer. he was calling him back. He, he knew the reason he was calling him back, so I'd have to run out of him, and, and you know, and his, his main command was... Just, so we sit down. That's the only thing you've 100% trust him
0: with, you know? Well, do me a favor, lads. I, I, I want to continue this conversation after the break. Uh, you can keep texting us. Keep WhatsApping The number's 087-18008. Thanks, Andy, and thanks to Pat as well. And I think the bottom line is what we're learning here today is no matter how much you think you know your dog, you can never trust him. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits.